Mojo Revival 101, your go-to roadmap to feeling like your awesome self again. Welcome to the Live Fully, Die Happy podcast. Hello, this is Helen Keenan and welcome to episode one of the Live Fully, Die Happy podcast. Who am I? International health and wellness speaker and coach at The Vibrant Professional, helping people who want more from life to banish burnout and get their mojo back so that they can feel amazing and can amp up the volume on the happiness dial in their life. Alongside this, I'm a passionate multidisciplinary artist in the European art scene across theatre, dance and circus, and I am on a mission to make the world a happier place one person at a time, helping you to put your health and passions first so that you can live with more happiness and less regret. This Live Fully Die Happy podcast is your one-stop shop for all things fulfillment, work-life balance, well-being, passions and more. And all of the podcast content was made with your mind so you too can banish burnout and get your mojo back and feel amazing. I am so incredibly excited to be bringing you the very first Live Fully Die Happy podcast episode. In this episode, Mojo Revival 101, your go-to roadmap to feeling like your awesome self again, I will be discussing the top three things you must focus on for this purpose. Now, before I dive into all that good stuff, let's talk a little bit about Mojo. Now, on the off chance that you're not a raging Austin Powers fan, you might be thinking, Mojo? What on earth is Mojo anyway? So let me start by making that a bit clearer for you. So for me, mojo is that special spark, that secret sauce, that unique je ne sais quoi that makes you your awesome, unique self. It's that inner feeling of magic when you're operating on a real high vibe energy that is really positive, light and true to yourself. It's like your own personal frequency that is all encompassing of your own electric mood, attitude and energy that feeds and makes possible a highly positive, aligned and fully charged state of being. When we're feeling a little off, whether we're feeling a bit down or we just don't feel like ourselves for some reason, whether it's a low energy mood or something else at play, when there's something up and we just don't know what that is, that my friend is what I describe as a situation where you've lost your mojo. You're essentially in a funk. You're not feeling good, you're not feeling on top of your game, which generally means it probably affects everything else you do and consequently, oftentimes, the people around you as well. So if you can relate to this on any level, you're in for a treat because in this podcast episode of Mojo Revival 101, I'm going to get my teeth into the three things that you must, must, must focus on in order to address this funk right away. If you can prioritise these three things that I'm about to share with you and consistently commit to putting them in place and taking action, I promise you, you will see a massive turnaround and be well on your way to getting your mojo back ASAP. So, without any further ado, let's get cracking. So, the number one thing you must prioritise and focus on if you're in a funk and want to get your mojo back is sleep. Now you may have heard this before and be feeling like, well, this isn't new information. But trust me, the reason why you might have heard it before is because it's true. Prioritising sleep is absolutely the first step to turning things around. Because obviously, well, if we get rubbish sleep, we don't feel good. We're not setting ourselves up for a good day. If we wake up and we don't feel refreshed, rested, recharged, 
we most likely will be playing catch up for the rest of the day and maybe we feel a bit crabby and all of these things highly affect the choices we make in the day and how we show up in all other areas of life, whether it's at work, at home, or even how we show up for ourselves in our day-to-day -day life. And by that I mean like even the habits that we're either trying to create or even break. Rubbish sleep makes everything else harder. So if we can really prioritize our sleep and take action straight away on setting ourselves up for some great rest, we're already winning. Now, you might be listening to this and saying, oh, well done, I know I need to sleep better, but it's just, you know, I can't sleep better and I don't know how. And well, here's the great news. I'm about to tell you how right now. So the key to sleeping better really lies in the preparation of your mind and body for sleep. So obviously, if we don't prepare our body to actually relax and shut down, it's going to be really difficult to sleep. Maybe you can relate to this. Maybe you have tossed and turned and had many a night where, you know, you're just laying there and you're thinking about maybe something that happened at work or something you have to do or just for some reason, even though there's not much on your mind, that you're lying there just wide awake. So many things can be at play here, but for now, I'm just gonna give you my top three tips in the sleep category to try and hit this nail on the head. Number one is that sensory rest needs to be a part of this. And that means that we are being really aware of screen time and the lighting in our environment. Pick a time for yourself that's maybe two or three hours before your usual bedtime and make sure that you dim the lights. Just use lamps or whatever you've got in your environment to create a dimly lit setting. This actually tells our brain, hey brain, you're allowed to relax, it's, it's night time now and we're, you know, beginning to come down for the day. This is especially important for the summer months. For example, at the time that this podcast is being recorded right now, we're in June and it's super bright even when it's really late. So being on top of your lighting at home, you know, drawing the curtains, creating a dimly lit setting, it's super important because, you know, oftentimes people can't sleep when it's so bright outside. The second thing is your screen time. So screen time is super important to be aware of. You know, we hear about it all the time. It's advertised everywhere really these days. However, although we know about it, pretty much everything we do, whether we like it or not, you know, whether we're using the sat-nav on our device, our emails, we're using screens all the time. You know, we do it for work, we do it for leisure, you know, watching Netflix and, you know, whatever else we're doing. It generally, a lot of the time, will involve a screen. So. You know, here's the thing, if you're on your phone constantly before bed or even watching TV or on the laptop, this screen time, this blue light that your eyes are having to work super hard to take in, it's going to keep you awake because you're telling your brain and your whole sensory system that you need to be switched on when actually we need to be thinking about switching off in order to get to sleep. So my advice here is to pick two hours if you can. It might be difficult and trust me, I've had my own battle with this. Just try to go phone free and even screen free if you can for two hours before bed at a minimum. This will allow your nervous system to realize that, hey, it's okay, I can begin to relax and switch off. So those two little tips regarding sleep are your number one go-to priorities in order to get your sleep in check. Now, I'll be recording a podcast solely on better sleep in a couple of weeks' time. So if poor sleep is something that you're really struggling with right now, please do look out for that episode as I will go into this in much deeper detail with more strategies for better sleep there. Moving on now to the second stop on the roadmap to getting your mojo back. So 
from what I've observed over the years, prioritizing and setting boundaries is right up there at the top of the list for things that need to be prioritized if we want to get our mojo back. If we want to have our energy in check, if we want to be more available for ourselves and our loved ones, boundaries are key. So what do I even mean by positive boundaries? Well, for me, there's two main categories of boundaries and they really relate to really your boundaries with others. So the people in your life and the second category is boundaries with technology. So once again, you might have heard about setting boundaries and how they can be helpful. But really, I want to bring this back to how not having boundaries in place can really affect your energy and mood because it can really get you into a funk, robbing you of your mojo, your secret sauce, your ability to function well and show up in life who you really want and how you really mean to. So here's what not having positive boundaries in place might look like. It can be anything from increasing your workload because you're helping out a colleague at work, which, okay, is a nice thing to do, but sometimes we really need to make sure that in helping others, we are not self-sabotaging ourselves in the process, our energy, our stress levels, etc. You know, it might be how we spend our time and the fact that perhaps we may not be using our time in order to actually look after ourselves and that can be from anything from time to relax, which obviously helps us to manage our stress. It might be in how we spend our time and the fact that perhaps we may not be using our time in order to actually look after ourselves. And that can be, you know, from anything from time to relax, which obviously helps us manage and relieve stress. It might be that you're overworking yourself and that that ends up bleeding into family time. Or it might just be that you're not breaking away from technology enough so that you can have time, energy and concentration that you need to actually be present in the moment. Like, especially for this one, right? I'm sure we've all been there where we're trying to have a conversation with somebody and our phone or our computer is just ping, ping, pinging away. And it is so distracting. We may be aware of this, but do we actually take action on it? you know, reducing or even ridding this distraction altogether is super important because the reality is, well, if you're not fully present and in the room with somebody, not only is it a disservice and actually a kind of disrespect to them, really, if we're going to be honest about it, but it will actually rob you of your, your energy, your brain power. And you know what, actually, when this does get really bad, it can even be the demise of relationships. So this is really what I mean with how we show up in the world. If you're going to constantly be on autopilot or distracted because your phone or email is pinging or the fact that you've not rested well, you just cannot show up in a meaningful way in your life, whether that's at work, at home, and even just by yourself as it relates to looking after your own health and well-being and, you know, including your passions. So although we have such a dominating presence of technology in our lives these days, What's often overlooked, or indeed something that we choose not to use that many tech platforms have, are actually the privacy settings and the notification settings on these applications. You know, there's a reason why these notification settings exist, why automated emails exist, why text templates exist, why you can mute groups. And, you know, even why there's an off button on our mobile devices, believe it or not. Dun, dun, dun. You know, they are there to be used and we should. We need to start doing that more. So it is my challenge to you to think about a moment, right, where you felt frustrated. Maybe you felt overwhelmed about the, the messages that were coming in to your phone or email. 
whatever, just think of a moment where you know that you felt like, God, this is just really encroaching on my time or like, I just want to be by myself or, you know, I'm trying to be with my kids here. Whatever it is that you're doing, maybe, you know, you're on a date, whatever. Think about a time where this has affected you and, you know, choose to make a change in light of that. Now, I'm not trying to say, you know, okay, all of a sudden switch off your phone for most of the day or, you know, don't use social media. That is not what I'm saying here. But you could start with even integrating the tip for sleep with this tip with boundaries. So, for example, making a pact with yourself, you know, saying, okay, I'm not going to go on social media after 8 p.m. Or, you know, I'm going to switch off all of my email notifications as soon as 5 p.m. rolls around and I'm finished work. And, you know, I actually, I can't begin to tell you the amount of people that I know personally in my life and clients that I've worked with who really felt totally tethered to their devices. And, you know, they didn't even feel like they, they could switch off their, their notifications for work when they went home. And do you know what? This is actually, this opens up a whole other huge conversation. But for now, in the context of what we're talking about right now, it's time to take action. This is how we begin to claw back our life, to set positive boundaries so that we can show up in an energized way, in a rested way, in a healthy way in our own life. And if you try this out, you may even surprise yourself at just how much time you can buy back in the day, how much more energy you might have, and actually how much more positive and enhanced your time with family is, or even your time with yourself that you're actually able to put yourself first and look after your own health and self-care or perhaps even start including hobbies that you've only dreamt about taking up or getting back to. Now, so far, these might seem like really simple things, you know, like they're not overly complex. But here's the thing, and this is actually something that I've learned in the last year or so, and it's a concept that actually can give way to a pretty huge mindset uh, shift and change how we speak to ourselves for the better. And that is that simple things are not always easy. I'm going to say that again. Simple things are not always easy. So many times we can get frustrated with ourselves because we can't do something right away. Maybe it's a new skill or whatever. Simple changes are not always easy and we need to give ourselves a break. You know, maybe we're not overhauling a whole a bad habit that we've had for years completely and making a whole 360 degree change in 24 hours but of course that's okay because if we can continue to make simple small changes even just one simple thing and we can show up consistently to address that one simple thing we will see a difference and you know when you can make peace with the fact that the simple thing may not be easy to do but you show up anyway that is where the magic happens so in the context of getting your mojo back and trying to get out of whatever funk you might be in or in general just because you know you want to amp up your mojo to the next awesome level, take something on that is simple. It may not be easy but I promise you that over time with consistency it will be effective. Okay so now rolling on to the final category in the top three things you must prioritize in order to get your mojo back and that category is getting into character. Now stay with me for this one, okay? So trust me, how we show up in life energetically is of course super important. And maybe we've already thought about changes that we might want to make in order to try and get our mojo back and, you know, have better energy. 
But maybe we want to see a change quickly, something that really lights us up, that makes us feel better, that doesn't take several days or even weeks to put into place um, for us to see a change. So for a change that is quick and fast, honestly, this does come down to getting into character. You might be thinking, what on earth does she mean by this? And this is just ridiculous. But I promise you, there is method to this madness or actually this utter sense. When I say get into character, I'm talking about costume. I'm talking about how you walk, how you talk. Now, <laughs> never fear, I'm not gonna like bring you through a whole acting class right now. But what I will say is that we are all characters in this world, okay? We all behave in a certain way. We all dress in a certain way. We all walk, talk, interact with people in a certain way. But for a quick win, what I want to challenge you to do is, I want you to show up intentionally as the character you want to be. Specifically, the version of you or the energetic state that you want to create for yourself. And for me, by the way, the easiest way to do this, to get into this zone, is in how you dress. So we've probably all been there at some point, at least once, where, you know, we've put on a piece of clothing, maybe maybe we're heading out for a night out or for dinner or whatever, and we are feeling like a hot commodity. We are feeling good, we're looking good, and that, my friends, is when your mojo is soaring. So, you know, how do we create this feeling on a day-to-day -day basis, or at least on a more consistent basis, you know, more than once in a blue moon when we might go out somewhere? So, for me, it's all in the choices you make when you get up. It's the shoes you wear, it's the clothes you wear, it's how you do your hair or, you know, how you do your makeup if, if that's what you choose to do. And there's no right way here, you know. It's your choice in relation to how it makes you feel. So if you're not really feeling yourself lately, I want, I want you to ask yourself, what do I have in my wardrobe that lights me up? And no, I'm not saying grab your killer heels or like your best suit. It doesn't have to be that fancy, but it could be like a scarf. It could be an accessory. It could be, you know, a tie, cufflinks. It could be power lipstick, whatever. But I challenge you to pick at least one thing out of your wardrobe or your makeup kit, whatever, and wear that with pride today. Now, once you've picked that something, I want you to take notice of how it makes you feel. Because if we're choosing something that we actually love to wear or something that makes us feel good, it is impossible for it not to affect our energy and how we show up. And therefore, eventually, our mojo. So once again, I'll be going into this in a lot more detail in an upcoming episode. But for now, that is the challenge I have for you. Once you can do that for one day, once you've chosen the thing that lights you up, you've taken notice of how it's making you feel, I want you to then challenge yourself to do that for seven days in a row. Every day you add one more thing, if you've not already started with a whole ensemble from day one, and I want you to watch yourself. Because I promise you, it changes how you walk, how you talk, how you show up, and how you interact with other people. There's a reason why costume is so important to our A-list actors of the world, and you know, all the awesome movies that we watch. When we put on that dress or that jacket or those heels or whatever, whatever the thing is, it helps us anchor down into the energy and the attitudes of that character or indeed in, in this context, that version of ourselves that we want to bring about. And that's as true for Mary and Joe blogs as it is for the Johnny Depps and Julia Roberts of the world, okay? 
So we are doing it for the purpose of getting our mojo back. They're doing it for the purpose of screen acting, but this method works. What we wear affects our energy. How we show up, how we present ourselves in the world matters, okay? It matters whether you're working from home and you don't see anybody all day. And I'd actually argue from experience that it's most important then because, you know, it can be difficult when you're not seeing that many people. Um, you know, but it also matters, um, you know, for how you're showing up at the office or wherever it is that you work, if you work. And it's the same if you're a stay-at-home mom. Like, yes, there's a practical element of things that we need to consider, but there's always an opportunity to judge up what you're wearing to help you feel better. So let's go over the top three things you must focus on in order to get your mojo back and start feeling like your awesome self again. So we have a roadmap stop number one, sleep. So that's really about cutting out that screen time or reducing that screen time at least and being mindful to dim lighting uh, a couple hours before bed so that you can actually give yourself a chance to relax. Roadmap stop number two was boundaries. So get on those apps, adjust your notifications to actually allow yourself to be present with those closest to you outside of work or even if it's a social thing and it's just like, you know, a WhatsApp group that is absolutely wrecking your head because it won't shut up and it just keeps beeping all the time. Just mute it. Buy yourself some you time because you have the power to do that. And finally, roadmap stop number three, getting into character. This step is just as important as sleep and boundaries. I promise you, if you're like struggling to put these things in place related to sleep and boundaries that we talked about, please feel free to start with the get into character step because honestly, it can be so much fun actually. And really, this whole getting into character aspect really underpins the whole getting your mojo back that I help clients to do. I mean, do you know what? There is just nothing better than walking down the street feeling like, you know, Paolo Nutini in the new shoes video because you just feel that amazing. Your energy is high and you're, you're bringing the sunshine even though it might be absolutely booking it down outside. So there you have it, folks. That has been Mojo Revival 101, your go-to roadmap to feeling your awesome self again. Do make sure to tailor all the tips here to suit your own life and, you know, take small steps towards implementing these simple tips. If you stick with them, it'll only be a matter of time before you can see things turning around and you can celebrate getting your mojo back. Woohoo! Next time on the Live Fully Die Happy podcast, I'll be bringing you the importance of passion, what losing someone close to us teaches us about the importance of living a passion-fueled life. In this episode, I'll be sharing my story into what really woke me up to realise just how important living life to the full really was. Thank you so much for listening. Please do make sure to subscribe and I also invite you to leave a review, which is super helpful to help other people find the podcast and decide if they want to tune in too. So until next time, amp up your happiness style with The Vibrant Professional.